The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello everyone and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. And today we're talking about prayer and how prayer can be very simple and yet very powerful. My guest on the phone is Deborah Landwer Engel. She's the originator and facilitator of Tending Your Inner Garden Workshops and a longtime teacher of A Course in Miracles, as well as a widely traveled inspirational speaker. And her website is DebraEngel.com. Her brand new book, which I have in my hand that you can put in your bag, is called The Only Little Prayer You Need. The Shortest Route to a Life of Joy, Abundance, and Peace of Mind, which was inspired by the Course in Miracles. And His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, actually wrote the foreword for this book. And he is the exiled spiritual leader of the Tibetan people. He's widely recognized as an advocate of world peace and has received many honors, including the Nobel Peace Prize in 1989. And he wrote the foreword to this beautiful little book, The Only Little Prayer You Need. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you so much, Patricia. It's great to be here. Yeah. Now, your your second name, I want to make sure I said that right, Landwehr? Right. Very good. It's a German name. It's actually a word in German that means land guard. So, and you did oh. it very well. <laughs> very, very well. Thank you. All right. Well, one of the things that, um, you know, that was really inspired me in your book is that the prayers are very simple, they're very direct, and they're just, it's just something you can do anytime, anywhere. Talk about the origination of the prayer itself. Sure. Well, the prayer showed up in my life January 11th of 2013, and I don't remember a lot of dates, so the fact that I remember that date really tells you right away that it, it had a profound significance for me. It came up on a day when I was just frustrated and stressed and just bothered by all sorts of things going on in my life. There wasn't anything major that was a problem, but it was just the accumulation of all of those little life stresses that had me in a really bad mood. Part of it was that my the vehicle that I drive, the Honda CRV, had been in a minor accident a few weeks before, and we thought we had just gone to pick up the CRV thinking that it would be fixed. And it turned out that it wasn't. So my mood, which was not good to start with, just kind of plummeted from there. And I was in a situation where I just felt awful and realized that I couldn't get myself out of this. I couldn't think my way into feeling better, no matter how many things I tried. So I finally just kind of surrendered and I asked Spirit, 
to give me something that would help. And what I heard were the words, please heal my fear-based thoughts. Just Mm. very simple words. But they just kind of showed up in my mind. I recognized right away that they had power and that they were exactly what I needed to hear, even though, you know, I would like to say that they made me feel instantly better. They really didn't. (laughs) But, But within a couple of hours, some miraculous things started happening. And I started to see that those words, please heal my fear-based thoughts, really had so much more to them than I even realized at the beginning. So I started writing about it. I actually sat down at the computer and kept writing, this is big, this is big, because some insights came up around that prayer that I realized I had never had before. And that this was um, truly, I think, a path to some healing, to some major healing that maybe we just have, have never considered before. How do you relate this to the Course in Miracles? Well, the Course in Miracles, which I've studied for a long, long time, it's a course in spiritual psychotherapy. And it's a beautiful text, difficult to read on your own and to really grasp. So fortunately, there are study groups out there and other books written about the Course as well to help understand it. But the premise of the Course really comes back to something very simple. And that's the idea that in this world that we live in, there are really only two things. There's love and there's fear. Mm-hmm. And of those two things, the only thing that's real is love. Now, this can be very difficult to understand, especially at first when you feel like all of the things that come from fear seem very real. You know, obviously there are lots of dangers in this physical world that we live in. There are lots of things that we're afraid of. But the Course says that all of those, anything that comes from fear is really illusion. Because it's temporal. It doesn't last. It will eventually just go away. So the prayer is really, it builds on that by saying, please heal my fear-based thoughts. What it's essentially doing is saying, please heal any beliefs in my mind that are based on illusion. Please heal me. Please help me. Or please heal my fear-based thoughts so that I can experience this life myself and the world around me from love, from what's real. And that, I think, is where the power in this prayer really lies. You know, what happens, though, when people feel really stuck? And, of course, the typical things are, I'm losing my job or I'm losing my partner, or they feel fear, of course, of some kind of loss, or I'm losing my health, or I have to move, or change is being pushed on them, and they say this prayer, but they still have that fear and panic. What would you say to that, Deborah? Well, I would say just continue using the prayer. You know, it's not a magic bullet. It won't necessarily change things for you right away. Although for a lot of people that I've talked to, one of their first experiences with the prayer is that they have some sense of a space opening up. A lot of people describe it as kind of a whoosh of space where they just feel as though someone's opened a door and some peace and some comfort have come flowing in. Um, One woman who I've known for a long, long time and who has actually done a lot of spiritual work, when she first said the prayer, she heard a voice that said very clearly to her, finally, now we can really get some things done. It was as though for years with all of her spiritual study and spiritual work, which had been really valuable to her, they still hadn't addressed that one key part of her, which I know all of us have that fear-based ego that always wants to jump to fear whenever something happens in our life like you just mentioned. 
loss of a job, health crisis, relationship problems. So essentially what happens, and the reason I think the prayer is so important, is that when we think of those events in our life, uh, let's say it's a relationship problem, we get usually very focused on the external world. You know, let's say we're in a marriage and we're not very happy, and we're thinking, boy, if God could just fix my spouse, you know, if... um, if spirit could just come in and make him say the right things and do the right things and take out the garbage, then then I could be happy because everything out there in the external world would have lined up so that I could be happy. What this prayer does is it says, really our whole experience of the external world, our relationships, our work, even our health, everything out there comes from our beliefs and from our own mind. So when the healing takes place in our own mind, then our external world changes rather than asking for the external world to change so that then we can be happy. What this is doing is saying, when I say, please heal my fear-based thoughts, I'm saying, please allow me to feel inner peace no matter where I am, no matter who I'm with, no matter what's going on around me. Please heal my fear-based thoughts within me to be healed so that I can be happy and I can be joyful and I can feel peace no matter what situation I'm in. Yeah. And I've really seen as people continue to use the prayer over time uh, that their relationships do change. You know, yeah, tell, us, tell looking, us a yeah. story. Tell us a story from your book about, you know, one of these people where they have used the prayer over time and it's changed their lives. Well, and I've seen, seen this happen in several different ways. Um, and I don't know if you're referring to the woman who had some control issues or there's one about a health issue, but one that comes to mind is about the woman who had some real control issues, and I think this is a valuable one to talk about because all of us, I think, <laughs> have control issues to a certain extent. The ego part of us, this is the part that A Course in Miracles describes as the part of us that really is fearful, constantly fearful, no matter what happens. Right. It's always wanting to be in control because that's the only way it feels like it can be safe. And so it sets up this artificial definition of what it means to be safe in this world. The story that I tell in the book about this particular woman, it's someone who uh, has children of her own, but she also adopted her sister's children because her sister has had substance abuse problems and has been in and out of jail. Well, her sister was released from jail, came back to live with her, and she realized that she was, she herself, not her sister, was really trying to control everything her sister did. She was wanting to control where she went, who she talked to, what she ate, how she spent her time. And Laura, the woman in the book, what she realized after using the prayer for a while is that it wasn't up to her to try to control her sister. But all of that sense of trying to control was not even about her sister at all. It was just about her own fear-based thoughts. She was concerned about what would happen to her sister Uh, She was concerned, even went back to childhood patterns where she had always kind of been in control of her family from an early age because their mom was somewhat absent. And so she just took over that role out of fear, feeling like she was the one who had to keep everything together. And that she had carried that into adulthood, not only into her relationship with her sister, but also with her husband, with her kids. And she realized not only did that not serve her or them, but the chief, she's not qualified. You know, none of us are qualified to try to control 
somebody else out there. Exactly. That's so what, that, Deb, Deb um, you know, what was her prayer? Huh. What was the prayer that she used for her uh, specific heal my fear-based thoughts. So really, okay. it's the same prayer throughout this book. Mm-hmm. Just that same prayer over and over. Please heal my but, fear-based thoughts. But there are some other, well, yes. And there's one that I love where, and I, I have it earmarked here, where you write, if you're facing the loss of a job, home, or relationship that gives you a sense of security, ask for this. Please heal my fear-based thoughts about the future so I can experience comfort and security from my true source. That, I, that one I just love. So right. you can expand right. it, right? You can add to it based on your situation. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can really use it as the foundation for whatever your concerns or situations are in your life. And, yeah, just add to it. There's another story in the book about um, a couple. She has had lung cancer and was in remission, but then had a the cancer came back. So it's about her, but also her husband, and how both of them have dealt with this situation. And her husband actually has used the prayer repeatedly, and he adds to it as well. He's kind of added his own um, mantra or additional words to give him comfort. So absolutely, you know, I hope that people will do that, that they'll use the prayer and then just customize it, <laughs> you know, really speak right. to exactly what situation they're in. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we are going to continue to talk to Deborah Landwehr Angle. Her book is The Only Little Prayer You Need, inspired by A Course in Miracles. This is the shortest route to a life of joy, abundance, and peace of mind. And the foreword is by His Holiness the Dalai Lama. So stay tuned. Uh, when we come right back, we're going to talk more to Deborah. If you have any questions, you can call us at 866-472-5788. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. And we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. 
Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Hello, everyone. We are back, and you are listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Our guest is Deborah Landwer Angle, and her book is The Only Little Prayer You Need, inspired by A Course in Miracles, The Shortest Route to a Life of Joy, Abundance, and Peace of Mind. The forward is by His Holiness the Dalai Lama. So, um, very lovely book. All right, so what I'd like to do, Deborah, is give you some situations and have you create a prayer around that. Great. So let's let's say that um, I'm just going to give you the typical ones. All right, um, going through a breakup of a relationship, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a significant other, going through a breakup, and you're really hurting. Okay, yep, that's a perfect one because so many people can identify with that. And I would say for that one, please heal my fear-based thoughts about my own worth and my own lovability, so that I can share myself with others in the future without fear. Because I think in that situation so often if we have lost a relationship, we really start to question our own value as a human being and whether we'll ever really be able to enter into another loving relationship again. That's, again, the ego at work. And that's how the ego keeps us stuck. You know, that's why it's so hard sometimes to move forward and move into another relationship because we do doubt ourselves. So to right, use would you say prayer, that one again? Yeah. Say that one again. Uh-huh. I really like sure. that. So this is for anybody uh, who's going through the bre- a breakup of a relationship. Right. Please heal my fear-based thoughts about my own worth as a human being and my own lovability and ability to give and receive love so that I can enter into new relationships in the future without fear. Mm, very nice. Okay. What about if... Um, you're dealing with a condition or an illness or something that you didn't expect. Okay. Yeah, for that one, again, something that everybody, I think, deals with on some level at some point. And I would say, please heal my fear-based thoughts about my body, about the future, about, about who I am so that I can, so that the path will be cleared for all healing to take place. And the reason I say that is because often when we're sick or if we're dealing with a difficult, really challenging illness, boy, nothing (laughs) engages the ego like that and the fear because immediately we jump to the future and we think about, you know, what's going to happen to us, to our family, to all of our dreams, to the future. Um, And because we have that fear, then the fear can sometimes inhibit the healing. So it's really important to ask for our fear-based thoughts of all kinds to be healed so that the physical healing can take place as well. Hmm. What about um, a job loss? Okay. I would say, please heal my fear-based thoughts about my 
financial security, mm-hmm. about my ability to earn an income and to make a living, and about my relationship with money in general and about my self-worth so that I can be open to the right work and abundance in the future. Mm-hmm. So it's, here I think... It, you, you, so what you do is you, you list something very specific and then you add, so that I can. Right, right. And you really think about what's at the core of your feelings. For instance, if you lose a job, again, you, you have all of those feelings of self-doubt, of thinking, why me? Did I do something wrong? Will I ever get hired again? It just mm-hmm. kicks in all of those fears right away. And that's what you want to have healed. You know, this is a really good example well, because let's say, yeah, you know, no, it's so I, easy to do oh, Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it also reminds me of if you've lost a relationship. It's just the same thing. It's your self-worth. Exactly. And instead of, will I find a job again, it's will I ever find love again. Right. Or sometimes, is, sometimes you're so angry you don't want to find love again at the moment. Yeah, and that's true, too. So, you know, in that case, it could be, please feel my fear-based thoughts about about men, or please feel my fear-based thoughts about women, or about yeah. friendship, yeah. or whatever relationship it was that ended, yeah. so that you will be freed up yep, for a good relationship in the future. Yeah. Okay. What are some other ones that you find are common? Well, I think you've really hit on the main ones, relationships, health, money, work, right purpose in life. Um, and I think what this is illustrating is that all of those look different out there in the physical world. Losing a job seems like it's different than, in some ways than losing a relationship. But the way it affects us at our core is that it, again, engages all of those fears. So that's the level on which we're asking for the healing to take place. I'd say ones around control, um, fears about healing or raising children, some of the more challenging situations in the world. Um, so it could even be you know, traveling. Some people are afraid of flying or uh, afraid to get on the road and just go out for vacation. Fears about our physical safety. So there are lots of fears on that individual, personal level. But then I think the important thing about this prayer, too, is that it can also be applied to on the global level. What are the bigger fears that we have about the world? You know, we have fear about terrorism, and about hunger, and about world poverty, and abuse, about the environment. This prayer can also be used very effectively to heal our fears about those, and I think that's where this prayer can make such a big difference in the world, because if you think about it, all of those things I just mentioned, all of those world problems are based on fear. They were created by fear. So if we can collectively ask for the fear-based thoughts to be healed about those things, then it's going to free us up to solve those problems from a different energy, from the energy of love instead. Mm. Well, yeah, and, it, and we live in a fear-based world in many cases, so it's really working with this. Um, yeah, I think we have touched on most of them. What if um, we're struggling in a family relationship with a brother, a sister, or an in-law, you know, and and they're going to come and visit, or we're going to see them soon. How would you, how would you use this prayer to help you prepare for that? I'm really glad you asked that, because I actually have the perfect example of that. I teach a couple of Course in Miracles classes 
and a woman in yeah. one of the groups has had an experience or a situation very much like that. She has a relationship with a sister where it's been they've been estranged for many, many years over really kind of a little thing, but there's just been hard feelings there. So the woman in the Course in Miracles group um, learned recently that her sister was, was nearby and just put out a text to her asking her to come and visit, letting her know that she was the doors were open, that she was um, available, and that she loved her. And she was able to do that because of this prayer. She had really been using the prayer a lot, asking for her fear-based thoughts to be healed so that she could extend love in the world. So, and that's where the, the power of this is. Again, I think it's, it's so powerful because it's not about trying to fix the sister or anybody else. It's about saying, how can I show up with love in every situation in my life? How can I show up with forgiveness? How can I open up the door to love so that, you know, maybe the person that I'm in relationship with isn't ready to walk through that door yet, but at least they'll know that that door is open. And this prayer can really get us to that place where when you think of how much power forgiveness has in so many different situations in our lives, this prayer can really help, help us understand forgiveness and what it's really meant to do. Very, very, very important. Um, how did you come about writing this book? Where did you get the aha moment to sit down and say, I'm going to put this in a book? It really happened that day that the prayer showed up, that awful, miserable day I was having. When I heard those words, again, I didn't feel all that much better right away. But within a couple of hours, things did start to shift. And I especially got one particular message that really meant a lot to me. And that was that when we ask for our fear-based thoughts to be healed, then really the situations that are difficult in our external world, they don't necessarily need to exist anymore because we've learned what we've needed to learn from them. We've, we've asked for them to be healed along with us. So once I realized that piece of it, I thought, oh, I really need to write about this, partly just so that I could remember it myself and start to apply it. But I sat down truly that day, and I'll have to say, tell you that this book has felt very guided all, all along. It felt like the same voice that gave me the prayer that said, please heal my fear-based thoughts that day that I was so frustrated, also really helped me understand from the beginning what the book needed to be, what the title of the book needed to be, how to write it, how to tell the story, and... So, you know, you hear from time to time about books that just kind of wrote themselves. I would say that this book was very much that way. Within, um, well, I wrote the book and then put together a proposal for the book to send to my agent. And that whole thing took 40 days, which I think wow. is significant all by itself. Yes. I was, yeah. It's, so, and really it's a wonderful book. I want to thank you so much for coming on the program. How can people find this book, The Only Little Prayer You Need?, Inspired by A Course in Miracles with the forward by the Dalai Lama. It will officially be released on October 1st, but people can pre-order on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, IndieBound.org. Um, and so just look forward here in the next couple of weeks. You can also come to my website, DebraEngle.com, and um, I'm going to be putting together some teleseminars and workshops around the book and around this idea of fear and love. So if you want to come to the website, sign up for my list. I'll send out information about those things as they come up. Great. 
And before we go, how did you get the Dalai Lama to write the foreword? Well, oh my, that's a story unto itself. I know, uh, and we only have yeah. one minute left. I should have asked okay. you that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you the short version. There's a, an incredible woman named Claire Elizabeth Terry who lives in Barcelona, Spain. She edited a book a few years ago called The Art of Living, and it included essays by people like the Dalai Lama, Desmond Tutu, and others, and I was fortunate to have an essay in that book. So she and I had stayed in touch. When I contacted her about this book, she said, well, I'll help you find endorsements. And she said, how about the Dalai Lama? And I said, well, sure, (laughs) but I don't think that could happen. She contacted um, his secretary, and three days later, on the 4th of July last year, I got the email with the forward. How wonderful. Talk about one. Oh, how wonderful. Deborah, it's been really a pleasure to have you on the program. Well, it's been a great pleasure for me. Thank you so much for having me. All right, and we will stay in touch. And again, you can log on to DebraAngle.com, right? All right. right. Thank you, Patricia. Thanks. All right, Deb. Okay, stay on for a second. All right, folks, um, we're going to go to break. And um, when we come back, we have a very interesting guest. We're going to talk to Tom Palladino. So stay tuned. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living. We're here on Voice America, America's Voice. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 